welcome to the Velvety Truth Podcast, where we discuss mindset, wellness, and how to create a better life for ourselves. I'm your host, Felicia Barrios. I'm also a mom and a forever student of personal expansion. This podcast was created to help you find tools and resources for inner peace, clarity, as well as abundance. We are the creators and directors of our lives and every choice we make has a tremendous impact on our life and the lives that surround us. I am here to guide you through mindset growth, including wellness practices that may elevate you. In addition, the duration of this podcast may also include my own personal evolution and hope that will offer you insight and guidance to a greater path. About the discussion of sleep, I want to define what circadian rhythms are. So circadian rhythms are physical, mental, and behavioral changes that follow a 24-hour cycle. These natural processes respond primarily to light and dark and affect most living things, including animals, plants, and microbes. Now, this definition is from the National Institute of General Medical Sciences, and the article will be attached in the show notes for your reference. And another question is, how do circadian rhythms affect your health? Circadian rhythms can influence important functions in your body, such as hormone release, eating habits and digestion, as well as body temperature. Now, I'm going to talk about a list um, about how we can reset our circadian rhythms. So this list is from the book From Beyond the Pill by Dr. Jolene Brighton. If you want to dive into women's health and hormone health, this book is great. Even if you don't take the pill as a woman, if you're a woman who doesn't take birth control, this pill is still, this book, I mean, is still very helpful. Um, or if you know someone that is on the pill or on birth control, this can be a really good reference as well. So going back to ways we can reset our circadian rhythms. So she lists here. So there's eight of them, and I will briefly say them out loud, and then we can have, or I can have a little discussion about them. Okay. So the first one is, she recommends live by candlelight after 8 p.m. once a week, every week. I don't know how I feel about that one but I'll go back to it after I've said all the ideas. The second one is wear amber glasses consistently two hours before bedtime. This also helps when looking at an electronic screen. They help prevent blue light to allow the rise of melatonin. Number three, create relaxing bedtime routines. Drink decaffeinated herbal teas and or take a warm bath right before bed, do some light reading, 
stretching, and or meditation. Number four, take two drops of ashwagandha before bedtime to help decrease cortisol levels. Number five is sleep in a completely dark room and avoid all light emitting electronics such as your TV, computer, cell phone for two hours before bed. Number six, keep your room at a below 70 degree Fahrenheit to optimize sleep. Number seven is eight, aim for eight hours of sleep every night or more and be in bed before 10. And number eight is expose yourself to natural light upon waking up like the curtains or going outside, though the light doesn't have to be direct sunlight. And no quote-unquote screen rise, which means checking your phone when you wake up, which doesn't count. Okay, so going back to the first one, live by candlelight after 8 p.m. once a week. Um, it depends. I feel like if you live alone or if there's no kids around, that might be possible. And I do like number two, wear the amber glasses. So I believe you can buy them at Amazon. I need to get a pair uh, as well. Um, I think that might be helpful. This is also helpful if you like to work late at night and you don't have amber glasses. So the amber glasses might help um, preventing the blue light Number three, again, is creating relaxing bedtime routines. I like this one. I feel like this is possible for, for most people. Um, drinking herbal tea maybe like at six or seven at night might be appropriate. And everyone can do a stretching or sit in silence for meditation if you do like meditation. Or if you're like myself, I like to take my showers at night. So maybe instead of a shower, I could do a warm bath. Um, so I like that part, creating your nighttime routine and making it more relaxing event for you. Um, number four is take two drops of ashwagandha. If you have access to ashwagandha, if you have it, try it, see if that works for you. If you need an aid of some kind to help you relax at night, uh, this might be helpful if you have like kids, um, and like a busy house. Uh, number five, again, was sleep in completely dark room. I like this one. I don't have any computers or TVs in our room right now. Uh, I do have my cell phone, and I put it on um, airplane mode, too, and that helps. But um, I think putting it somewhere far away from me might help as well. It might help you as well. And keeping your room at a temperature of seven degree, 70 degrees um, I think it depends where you are. Um, we keep it at like 74 in the summer. So just depends on where your location is. And aiming for eight hours of sleep a night, that's possible for most people. But if you really have a busy schedule or have like kids running around and they sleep like late and you have to catch up and do other things after they go to bed that might not be ideal but if you can get to bed 30 minutes 
earlier than your usual time or one hour before your usual time. It doesn't have to be at 10 p.m., but maybe little bits of improvement will sufficiently help you sleep. And um, the last thing again was expose yourself to natural light upon waking up. Uh, this is helpful, um, especially if you have curtains and if your room is facing like a bright window or has a bright window in the room, this might help. So I would say if you're currently struggling on creating a healthier circadian rhythm and or a sleep routine, I would say try three to four of these or see if you already do these things already. And maybe you can improve on the things that you have already done, which is maybe not quite to the ideal. You know, like I mentioned, like the eight hours of sleep, maybe not everyone gets eight hours of sleep. Maybe you get six, but maybe you can work on getting six and a half or even seven. That might make a huge difference in your quality of sleep. And creating a relaxing bedtime. I think this one is crucial. I think... Um, I think one hour before your bedtime should be sufficient. It depends if you take a bath at night. So you might need a little bit more time if you take a bath and then if you like to read afterwards on your bed. If you do work late or work more toward the late afternoon evening, wearing amber glasses might be beneficial. So maybe like doing those three, like the wearing the amber glasses and creating a relaxing bedtime as well as sleeping in a dark room so I just wanted to share these ideas with you that may help you improve your sleep like I said all of these are possible in one household I think two to three so maybe two to four are possible to work on because we all have busy lives so these are just nice ideas and aims to shoot for when trying to have better sleep. Also, better sleep and having a good sleep routine will help with your skin, will help you have that nice glow, and it'll keep you looking and feeling young. You know, it'll help prevent those eye bags. It will help heal, like your wounds or scratches that you have like if you have you know let's say you have a bruise or a cut it'll it'll help you heal having a good sleep routine and this episode also goes with the previous episode of washing your pillows and having a nice comfortable bed you know having silk sheets or like a cotton a nice soft cotton breathable fabric on your bed sheets and pillowcases that will help you go to sleep. And I will list uh, the references that I use in the show notes for you, as well as Dr. Brighton's book. And I will also include another book if you're really into um, hormone health. It's called Fix Your Period, even though this episode is not talking about periods. It's more about hormone health. If you are not, if you don't uh, resonate with Dr. Brighton's book as far as taking Beyond the Pill, um, Nicole Jard Jardim write, wrote 
fix your period and she specifically talks about what's going on and how to establish balance when having your period. So these are both great books. I will leave them in the show notes for you if you're interested in learning about hormone health because sleep really um, determines your hormone health and hormone release. So this episode, again, I hope you think of this as a guide and think of me as your guide and your coach to better health. And as a reminder, this episode could also just be a reminder for you to sleep by 10 or 1030, you know, or sleeping in a dark room and keeping all the electronics away and maybe taking a warm bath. Maybe that'll relax you as you slow down in the evening and the late afternoon. Again, these are just ideas. Adjust them to your lifestyle. Even if you do two of these uh, resets, um, it'll make a tremendous difference in your life. That way, when you sleep and have better sleep, you're able to focus the next day. You're able to have a better mood. You're able to focus, let's say, on your goals and manifesting, you know. So just keep this in mind, use this as a reminder, and I hope you found this helpful. In our next episode, it'll also be tied to wellness, especially skin wellness, and I look forward to you next week. And until next time, take care always. Thank you so much for listening to The Velvety Truth. I hope that you enjoyed learning about how to create better sleep patterns and improve your circadian rhythm. As a reminder, the eight reset tips will be located in the show notes as well as the references I mentioned in today's episode. If you gained insight and value from this episode and you would like to help support the podcast, please share with others or leave a rating and review. I appreciate you and take good care of yourself always. Until next time, my friends.